Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training, a personal training company dedicated to helping people of all fitness levels move better, feel better, and live better with progressive, functional strength and conditioning workouts. In today's episode, I want to share some tips and strategies behind what I believe is the difference maker in your diet and exercise adherence. We've talked before about dedication, consistency, patience, and hard work, but something that I've been thinking a lot about recently is accountability. We're going to talk about internal accountability today, or how to hold yourself accountable, and external accountability, where something or someone is there to hold you accountable to sticking with your diet, your workouts, your recovery, and everything that you need to be doing in order to accomplish your fitness goals. And trust me, this is not a self-reflective pep talk today. These are real practical things that you can start doing today to help you accomplish your fitness goals, whether it's losing weight, gaining muscle, setting new personal records, or just getting healthier in general. So let's jump right into it. So let's start with nutrition because that's where I see the biggest need for accountability, both internally, people being honest with themselves about what they are putting into their bodies, and the accountability coming from a coach, you know, a coach reviewing your food journal or helping you come up with what your diet plan is and having somebody else help make sure that you're sticking with what you're supposed to be eating. So something that helps a lot of my clients is journaling their food, logging their food daily. And this is every single day logging your food. Now, there's a lot of accountability here because you are logging every single day, every single thing that you eat and drink. But it is a lot of work. And it can be hard to be flexible with this. It can be hard to maintain and it can stress people out a lot. And it cannot it's sometimes it's not sustainable for certain people. But it works really well for some of my athletes. So if it works for you, great, keep going. But don't think that you have to log every day. You can still have accountability by logging occasionally. So, of course, there's less accountability here, but also a lot less work, and it allows you to be more flexible. Now, you do have to kind of eat the same things, basically, with your diet, when it, especially when it comes to portions, but you can also be flexible here and there, too, and this is what works best for me. So, what you do is you log a day of eating, and then make sure that fits your calories and your carbs, your fat, and your protein, And then you eat those same basic foods and change up the flavors or whatever, as long as it fits into those same basic exchanges throughout your diet and the same portions, obviously. And you just keep it that way for a period of time, you know, four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever works best for you. I don't have a problem with eating the same thing every day. So typically I will make a diet and stick with that for a while until I need to change something up and I'll kind of do an overhaul and relog things Or I'll just refer back to the day that I logged in all that food initially, maybe when like week one and we're looking at week four, and I know that I need to cut out, you know, an extra 150 calories, and then I go back and just adjust that day and see how much less of each thing I need to eat, and then go from there with eating the same basic stuff every day. So again, it's not as accurate, but it is much more easily sustained over a longer period of time. Now, one thing that is required for 
proper tracking and holding you accountable is you have to weigh and measure your food. That's our next tip here. If you're logging your food, you have to weigh and measure. Otherwise, you're just guessing at what you're logging, and that kind of defeats the purpose of logging your food, especially since it's hard to estimate properly the caloric content of high-calorie foods when you're just eyeballing it. It's very easy to underestimate how much you're taking in with stuff like peanut butter, nuts, sauces, dressings, especially desserts. Because like, have you ever measured out a half a cup serving of ice cream or weighed on a scale a 30 gram serving of nuts? Because it's a lot less than you think. Now again, just like with logging your food daily, this can be a bit of a slippery slope because you might become obsessed with weighing and measuring everything And you need to remember that you burn different amounts of calories each day depending on what you did because you're not a robot. So the main thing here is weighing and measuring to make sure that your weekly caloric average matches what your goals are. And if you are going to be logging every day, then you need to kind of weigh and measure every day so that matches up. But if you're going to be logging occasionally, You can weigh and measure, and then if you get good at eyeballing stuff, that's a great skill to learn. Go for it, but there are certain foods, like I still weigh out servings of nuts and peanut butter because it's just really hard to eyeball those things. Now, on the other hand, though, when it comes to weighing and measuring, it's not necessarily required for everything, like produce. I've seen some stuff online with saying, oh, well, you know, this banana weighs this many grams, this banana weighs this many grams, and if you eat a big banana as opposed to a small banana, you might log it as a banana, but you're actually getting an extra you know, 50 calories or whatever. People are not gaining weight by eating slightly bigger bananas, and they're not going to lose weight by eating a slightly smaller apple. That's When it comes to produce and you know, most lean proteins and, and whole grains, I really don't think that you need to be weighing and measuring those. Now, with with grains, especially if you're trying to watch your carbohydrate intake, it may be good to weigh and measure those. Uh, And with proteins too, especially if it's a high-fat protein, it's probably better to weigh it out. But honestly, it's, it's a good skill, good life skill to be able to eyeball stuff and know about what the calories are in that because you're not always gonna have a food scale with you and you need to be able to not freak out when you go out to eat because you can't tell how many calories are in what you're eating there. So again, those first two, it's great to have the accountability of journaling and weighing and measuring. And I do think it's a good tool, but at the same time, you do need to be flexible with that and not have it be something that completely controls your life. The next thing here that will help you be accountable to yourself and something you can really share with your coach routinely to make sure that they know how you are recovering from your workouts is tracking your sleep. And you don't even have to track it through some type of fitness gadget because the gadgets are cool, you know, the watches and things like that. But honestly, just clocking in and clocking out and giving your sleep a rating when you wake up is a solid way to hold yourself accountable to to getting that good quality sleep that you need to recover. So whatever app you want to use, I like SleepBot or Sleep is Android, depending on whether you're using Apple or Android. Those are both good apps. You just hit start when you go to sleep, and when the alarm goes off, you hit stop on the alarm. It says you slept for seven hours and 47 minutes. Give your sleep a rating. You rate between one and five stars. 
you just got to be honest with yourself when it comes to this. And you can then over time see your average sleep and your average sleep score that you've been giving yourself and really start dialing in the one of the most important aspects of your fitness that most people overlook. And you can actually quantify it now by logging it just like you would your workouts or your food. Logging your sleep is super, super helpful. It's not something that I've ever seen anyone get obsessed with like they do with logging workouts or especially logging food. I don't think you're ever going to have something unsafe happen. I don't see too many people like trying to get 13 hours of sleep just so they can hit their numbers <laughs> over the course of a week. Uh, it's just a great thing to incorporate that doesn't take a lot of effort and is not going to be something that you obsess about. Of course, if people start obsessing more about sleep, it will actually probably be better for their overall health. Uh, if they obsessed with uh, about sleep like they do food and working out. Uh, next tip here, this is logging your workouts. So if you're not logging your workouts, or if you're not having a coach keep track of your weights, how do you know if you're actually making progress? You need to have something written down or someone keeping track of something so that you know that you are improving. You might be learning a more difficult skill. You might be doing more repetitions, more weight, using a heavier resistance band. All of that needs to be tracked somehow. Now, paper logs are fine. Some people really like writing things down on paper, but they're hard to keep organized, especially over a long period of time. Spreadsheets are great, but those also require a lot of setup. So we use Team Builder which is this awesome software that we use with our clients. It is a game changer for both my coaches and our athletes because with this app, whether you're on your phone or on your computer, the athletes can log their reps and their weights each workout. The coach can see it in real time. The athlete can see their exercise history very quickly for every single movement in there. So if you want to know what you single arm overhead pressed with a kettlebell five workouts ago, it's right there in your exercise history. You don't have to guess. So you know that you are using as heavy of weights or heavier depending on what your workout is. And you can swap out one movement for another if you need to switch something up. And you have over 400 exercises all with demo videos that we have filmed ourselves to choose from. So you're gonna know how to perform those exercises. Another thing that we really like about this app is that as you start logging your weights, you start seeing these predicted maxes where they can tell if you can lift this weight 10 times, your predicted max is this. And you're going to see that number move up as you increase the weights that you're using because your predicted max goes up as your, you know, your more repetitions with lighter weights goes up, the predicted max goes up. And this, this is not a completely accurate number, but it does show that you are gaining strength. And the exact number is not the most important thing. The big thing is you're gaining strength as you see those max numbers go up. Or you might see the max reps that you've done for a body weight movement go up. And you can try to beat that as you get better with your push-ups and pull-ups or walking lunges, things like that. So that helps hold you accountable to yourself. But the biggest thing that we have found with the team builder software as coaches is the accountability that we can provide because we can see everything now. We have surveys that we can do for our athletes, asking them how sore they are, how they slept, how motivated they are to train. We can see every 
rep of every set they do. Their weights are logged. Their journal is in there where we can see notes that they have. We can see when they hate exercises and they never want to do them again or when they're feeling really proud of themselves for doing something and we can we can be there with them, you know, giving them that praise for them completing whatever that task was. Uh, the coaches can help push their athletes a little bit when it looks like they're slacking off. But honestly, the biggest thing for us is is us celebrating with our athletes. We can encourage and praise them for their progress, which is a different type of accountability because it's a is holding you accountable to your success, which is just as important, if not more important, than holding you accountable to what you're struggling with, with that coach and athlete relationship. So obviously I'm going to be biased here because this is the software that we have used for a year and has revolutionized the way that we coach here at Straight Shot, but I love it. I think Team Builder is an awesome app, and the guys who run Team Builder as a company are awesome, and we have nothing but good stuff to say about them. So on to more stuff that's more relevant to you, though, and something that can help you stay accountable and can help, again, help your coach see what you're doing is social media. And I know that some of this here can get a little bit tricky, and I made sure I made some notes here for myself so I, I don't end up you know, saying anything that's, that's going to upset anybody when it comes to this, but I do think that social media can be a useful tool for accountability if it's used correctly. I guess that's the key here. So the first thing I think is helpful for is form. So nobody thinks that they have terrible form. They really don't. And as scary as it may be for you to put yourself out there on social media, putting your lips out there may help you really focus on your form, even if it's just for the gram. And the other things I'm going to talk about in this, this section coming up is also about just you filming yourself and not posting it. So the videos might just be here to hold yourself accountable to your form. So turn the camera on, film your lifts. You can post them or not. If you have a coach, definitely send your lifts to your coach for them to review. But I really do think that filming yourself is a helpful tool. It's how I've taught myself a lot of things when I didn't have coaches helping me. And I think posting it really has helped hold myself accountable to making sure I'm practicing what I preach. And coaches, listen up. This is huge for you because how are you going to help someone with their form if you can't proficiently do it yourself? And if it's a new skill for you as a coach, go ahead and post what you're learning and acknowledge your inexpertise with the movement and talk about how you're working to make it better. But definitely don't try to coach a movement like you are better than someone at it. And you're going to hear me a few more times throughout this section here speak to coaches because I do hold coaches to a higher standard when it comes to holding themselves accountable because we, we need to practice what we preach. So the next thing here with social media that I think is helpful when people share videos is proof of effort. So this might be your PRs, but it also might just be you filming and posting videos where you gave that set everything you could. And maybe you failed on a rep or you failed on your last rep and you, you gave that set everything you possibly could mentally and physically. I think that that's something that's important to share as well. So that you can see, you know, you know what I am. I'm really pushing myself. I know that I couldn't have done anything more than I did today with that workout or with that set. And coaches, this is big for you to do as well because your clients need to see you push yourself, and this is important to them, and maybe more important to them 
than it is to you to see you struggle and occasionally fail reps. And again, when I say fail reps, I mean, don't be unsafe with what you're doing. Uh, if you get to you know point of where your form is completely falling off, that's not something that should be encouraged. But get to the point of where, you know, a spotter has to help you get the bar off your chest or bench press, or you're trying to lock out a weight with dumbbells and you just can't get it. You know, that's, you gave it everything you had. There's nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to that. That's okay to post. It's part of training. It happens to all of us. I posted a picture the other day of a bar laying on a safety rack where I did a bench press and I couldn't press it off of myself. And I put up the picture because that's part of training. Another thing here that you can post that may help you hold yourself accountable, and this is when it comes to your diet, is posting online what you eat. And this may help you stay on track with your eating. And yes, you may be able to hide the bad stuff by not posting you know, the fast food trips and only posting salads, but you know, posting those pictures of those salads may actually help you be more conscious of eating healthy more often than not. And I think it's a useful tool. Obviously, sure. You can hide on social media and only post the good things about yourself. But if you are using it as a tool that's helping you make better choices with your health, I really can't judge you for that. The last one here, though, and is going to get a little bit tricky, so I want to be careful with this one, and this is body composition. So if you want to lose weight, you want to drop body fat, you want to gain muscle, posting progress pictures may be something that's helpful for you, if that's your deal. And again, you need to be honest with yourself with this, especially, I'm speaking to you fit people and coaches, are you posting bathing suit pictures of you flexing to hold yourself accountable or are you just flexing to show off your body? And again, I'm not here to judge your intentions, but when I'm talking about the benefits of posting progress pictures, I mean using them to hold yourself accountable and maybe using it to to help out your coach or that your coach can share because it's helpful for the coach's business using it that way? Or are you just posting these pictures for self-gratification or worse, seeking the approval of other people? And finally, when it comes to social media and coaches, I want to be sensitive here because this is a tricky subject, but I've said this before. I'm going to go harder on coaches in this episode than on everybody else because of who we are. So coaches, when it comes to your social media and just being a coach in general, working with people, you need to walk the walk. And to an extent, you need to look the part. You need to practice what you preach. Now, when it comes to looking the part, I am more concerned about your form being excellent and you posting good effort videos and you posting nutritious, healthy meals that you're eating. I'm more concerned about that than how your body looks, but there is a body composition element to this. It's the classic, take the board out of your eye before you tell someone about the splinter in theirs concept. If you are consulting people on gaining muscle or losing fat, you need to be proficient in doing that yourself. If you're posting healthy meals and eating fast food when you're offline, it's going to show up in your body composition. If you're preaching about lifting techniques to help someone build muscle and you can't do it yourself to a relevant degree, people are going to notice in what you're posting. And if you're talking about recovery strategies and sleep and hydration and you're too injured all the time to train and actually achieve results, people are going to notice. 
I'm not at all saying that coaches need to have six packs year round and be shredded and post bathing suit selfies all over the place, but you need to maintain a healthy body weight and a healthy body fat percentage if you are going to be counseling others on doing the same. And notice I said healthy body fat percentage because being under fat for long periods of time is just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than being slightly over fat with your body fat percentage. And again, I'm talking to coaches here and I am harder on them because we need to hold ourselves accountable first as coaches before we dare speak to others about what they should and should not be doing. And not everyone may agree with me on this, but I'm a firm believer in practicing what you preach as a coach. Don't just talk about it, be about it. So let's lighten it up a little bit here. Something that's going to be working for you, whether you're a coach or just an everyday athlete competing. And this is something that may work for some people, and I think absolutely every coach should do at some point in their lives. And it can be anything. It could be a 5K or strongman competition, powerlifting or weightlifting meet, or a soccer, basketball, volleyball league. Just something where there is some competition with other people, and more importantly, some competition with yourself to do better. And comparing your performances from one competition to the next will help hold you accountable and comparing yourself to other competitors is is a humbling experience as well. If you go way back to an older episode when I first started in Strongman, we talked about how all of us coaches who went into that Strongman competition in different weight classes, we all came in dead last in our weight class. And that was humbling. It helped me take a step back and look at what I was doing with my training and what my goals were and and then hold myself accountable to not coming in last again. And it ended up working out well for me. But, you know, competing isn't for everyone. But I do think it's important to try and see if it's for you. And as a coach, I think it's really important. I think competing in something at some point will greatly aid your ability to coach athletes and help hold you accountable to your training and your diet when you're training for something that's going to help you be a better example for your athletes. Now, the next one here is asking a friend for help. And this could be your workout buddies or family members, or if you have a friend who's a trainer, this is not necessarily working with a coach. It's just talking to a friend. And personally, I have a group of coaching friends that I'll routinely ask for help from. And we'll send videos of each other's lifts, uh, PRs, fails. Shout out John Taylor. He sent me an awesome video of him absolutely grinding through a heavy squat today. And, uh, it, and it was awesome. And I was, I was, it was cool that he was able to share that with me. And uh, we, as coaches, we share a lot of these videos with each other so we can give each other advice, review on form, you know, diet advice, where we'll ask each other questions about you know, what's working for you, what's working for your clients, We'll give each other direction on programming, and uh, we'll actually more often than not have heated debates on uh, trivial issue- issues like whether the, the knee should track over the, the third or fourth toe during a squat, or whether any of this even matters, or are we splitting hairs about things we shouldn't be splitting hairs about. So everything from you know preferred macronutrient split to existential crises as what goes around in this group of coaching friends that I have. And I really, really am thankful for this group uh, of friends that I have because we do hold each other accountable. And we are 
honest with each other about our struggles. And so this is my group of friends, but I'm sure you have your friend group or people that you work out with, and there are people who have achieved things that you might desire when it comes to your health and fitness. So just ask them. Asking for help is a way of holding yourself accountable because you are admitting that you don't have the answer for something and you need someone's help. And that needs to be something that people do more of, is saying, I don't know the answer to this. I don't know how to do it. How do, do not know how to do this. I don't have all the answers. Can you help me out? So accountability and honesty with yourself and self-awareness all go hand in hand. And a good group of friends is great to be able to have that. Actually, we have a group on Facebook if you would like to join it. It's called the Straight Shot Strength Club. If you look it up on Facebook, it's an open group. You can just join up there. And there's about 400 people in that group of people who I've worked with in the past or just random people off of Facebook who decided to join the group. And my coaches post stuff in that group all the time. We answer questions. We ask questions of you all. You'll see a lot of content there that you may not see other places on social media through our outlets. And we're able to encourage you all and help you all out uh, with whatever you're going through when it comes to your fitness journey. So asking a friend could be you know somebody you know or, you know what, you friends online. Come make friends with us. Uh, next up here we have Hire a Coach. So yeah, of course I'm going to say this, right? But here's the thing. Even as a coach, I've hired other coaches for myself before because there are two ways to gain knowledge that you need to accomplish your goals. One, you can take the time, the money, and the effort to learn it yourself. Or two, you can pay someone who has already done all of that to show you what you need to do to get the results that you want. Honestly, the accountability of having a coach is just as important as the program that they are giving you. Because you can have an awesome program, but if you aren't doing it, you're not gonna get anywhere. So a coach is there to hold you accountable to actually completing your workouts, completing them correctly, and making progress. And everything that I listed in this entire podcast will be improved with the help of a coach. So looking back here, with a coach, you have someone to look over your food journal and make sure that you are weighing and measuring your food if you have body composition goals and that's the strategy that they have found works best for you. Also, your coach will ask you about your sleep and hold you accountable to getting more of it or better sleep. The coach will also look over your workout logs and make sure that you are staying consistent with your workouts and pushing yourself appropriately in your training. They'll also have your PRs listed or probably memorized if they're your coach, so that they can celebrate with you when you set those new records for, for yourself. Your coach is also going to evaluate your form on the videos that you send them or the ones that you post on social media. P.S. If you are a straight shot athlete and you post stuff on social media, I promise all of us will love it. So if you're worried about people liking it or people are going to think, we love to see our athletes working out online and being proud of their accomplishments. So go ahead and, and, and flex what you're doing when it comes to the weight you're moving or the distance you ran or the new skill you learned, something like that. It, we want to celebrate with you when you put that stuff up. Uh, back into my list here of things your coach will help you with, they'll also review those videos and compare them to your workout logs to make sure that you're actually putting forth the right amount of effort for your goals. They'll tell you when you're not pushing enough or when, hey, maybe you need to back it off because your form's starting to slip a little bit there. 
when you post that picture of you uh, inhaling a Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell, they're going to make sure that that's not a picture that they see every day in your stories. They can say, hey, that looks awesome. Um, hopefully, this is the only time I see that this week. You know, it's, it's we are huge fans of moderation, and we want to help hold you accountable to, to staying on track with your diet, but also having some fun when it comes to your diet. And then when it comes to your body composition, your coach is going to keep track of your weight and your body fat and maybe have you take some progress pictures so they can help make sure that you are keeping your muscle mass while losing body fat if that's your goal. But the biggest thing that I think a coach offers in the way of accountability is just having someone to go through this with you. Because look, losing weight is difficult. Gaining muscle is not easy. Getting stronger is a long, frustrating process. But when you have a coach, you're not alone in your efforts. You have someone in your corner who only has your success in mind and is willing to work to change something up or encourage you to push through in order to see you reach your goals. So if you are looking for accountability from a coach plus a 100% custom workout plan designed around your goals, your equipment access, your schedule, and your fitness level, no matter what it is, I want you to head over to straightshottraining.com and click on Request a Coach to get started today. While you're on our website, you can check out our blog with workouts and recipes, head over to our shop to pick up some Straight Shot gear, meet our coaches, and see how you can train with us in person depending on where you live. Our handle on social media is Straight Shot Training. That's at Straight Shot Training on all social media platforms. And again, the website is straightshottraining.com. Thank you so much for listening today and have a great week, everybody.